This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I just want it on the record right now that it's not my favorite thing to be out of the studio. Oi. I feel like a fish out of water. I know, many of you think all I do is sit down and talk, but there's a method to my madness. And I'm not in studio tonight, and it's making me a little nutso. I'll try not to be manic and nutso on the show, but I can't make any promises. So, my apologies to producer Jay, because he is there and I am not. But there's a reason why, and I will give you one guess. (laughs) Only one. You get one guess. You can find me on Twitter and also on our Facebook page. And as soon as someone gets it right, those of you who really know me will understand there are very few reasons why I would be working from home. And so there's there's one. It's happened to me before and it's happening again. I like this one from Richard, though, on Twitter. Are you in the witness protection program? Yes. Yes, I am. From 24 hours ago. Something serious happened, and now I've had to enter witness protection, so they'll allow me to do my radio show from witness protection, because of course no one could figure out the super secret home base. Do you guys remember that? Oh my goodness. That was during the pandemic, working from home for three and a half months and calling it the super secret home base. (laughs) I haven't done a show from home since 2021. So it feels very strange. Uh, But I have done shows out of studio just in other places, not from home. So all right, I've got your guesses coming in on Twitter, on Facebook, our phone number 855-212-4227. That remains the same. I'm still me after hours with Amy Lawrence. Jay is in studio. And thankfully, there's plenty to talk about. So the night should fly by. But I will tell you one of the pitfalls of working from home is that I'm too close to the refrigerator. (laughs) For those of you who either still work from home Or you worked from home and you remember this, whether it's day or you work overnight. The temptation is there for me anyway, because I get hungry and the food is easier to access when you're home. Although I guess because I I have almost nothing in the fridge, maybe that's maybe that will keep me from putting on 10 pounds while I'm working from home. Goodness. And Unlike when I worked from home during 2020, which was springtime and into the early stages of summer, it's in the 40s in my neighborhood, so my doors and windows are not open, so I won't be disturbing my neighbors. (laughs) But I remember when I worked from home during 
the the spring of 2020, I had my windows open and then even my door, my front door open when I moved into my new house. And so I always did worry about disturbing the neighbors or if there happened to be wildlife outside wondering what in the heck is going on. And we do have deer, fox, Every now and then I've seen a coyote. Oh, and a bear. Every now and then we have bear in the neighborhood. There is an owl who would definitely wonder what I was doing. I don't want to know what other creatures are out there. A a skunk the first week that I moved in, but I haven't seen any skunks since. Lots of rabbits, chipmunks, squirrels. Right. I'd be disturbing their peace, you know. (laughs) Anyway, hope you survived your Monday. We barely survived the Monday at my house, Uh, but we're here. The show must go on. You know, that's how it works. And it's always, I think, uh, fun to look at sports as a microcosm for real life. And this is my segue, segue into the games from Monday night. A lot of times conditions aren't perfect and these athletes may have family issues or car trouble or whatever else. Now, in in the case of many athletes, they do have the money, which sometimes helps to make it go away quickly. But money doesn't fix a family issue or concern about someone that you care about. And so a lot of times athletes go out into less than optimal conditions, whether it's bad weather Rain, we saw some games take place in rain over the weekend. Poor field conditions. The officials, they're not seeing the game through the same eyes that you're seeing the game. Or as I say, maybe it's something behind the scenes that we will never know about. Uh, We hear this all the time. Athletes have the concern of their wives or girlfriends who are about to give birth and they're thinking about that or or they have that on their minds and their hearts but then they have to go out and play a game and try not to think about it or they haven't slept for whatever reason sometimes you hear athletes talk about sleeping poorly in hotels I know that I sleep terribly in hotels no matter how nice the hotel is I generally sleep pretty poorly when I'm not in my own bed at least the first night or so that means that You know, athletes can be tired. Maybe they had their sleep interrupted just by the travel. We know London has affected a couple of the teams that have gone over there, and Germany will certainly do the same. So all that to say, if the athletes can get out there and perform, well, then the show must go on for us as well. (laughs) So if I say something stupid, just chalk it up to, I feel like a total fish out of water, as in a total fish out of water. Jay, do you feel like a fish out of water? Because there's no one there to look at? Uh, I'm a little dry, yeah. (laughs) You do actually have fish in your pond. How are they doing? Uh, they're doing okay. They're doing okay. They got to make sure that uh, we put the tarp over them. Not yet, but, you know, in a month or so, a little bit for the winter, winterize them. Uh, but they're okay. They usually last pretty well through the winter. Wait, do you check on them? Are they under the tarp all winter and you don't have any idea what's happening under there? No. So usually it's like a, they, we put this thing in there last winter, which worked really well. It's like a, I don't know, it allows like oxygen to go in so it doesn't make it free. So it gives them like, it kind of like makes a top layer. Then they're safe under there. They kind of move around, mm-hmm. but they just kind of like hibernate in a way. Like they don't do much all winter. Like my turtle that I had when I lived in Oklahoma. I remember I told you last week he wrapped himself up in a towel and he didn't come out the rest of the winter. Yeah. Also, it's really annoying, but not impossible that the microphone is not the right height. So 
I know. I'm telling you, it's. I feel very uncomfortable working from home, but I suppose that uh, I can suck it up. You can send me a tweet that says, suck it up. <laughs> don't do that, Jay. You, everyone else can do that. You can't do that. I won't do that. It's definitely different, though, I will say. Yeah, it really is. And I know some people really enjoy working from home. My brother works completely from home for years. It has nothing to do with 2020. He just hasn't worked out of uh, his house or outside of his house in years. My youngest niece does. My mom's husband works at least half the time from home. Uh, Bob is working half the time from home and actually will be working fully from home in 2024. So, yeah, it's it's. Some some people like it. Tell the truth, Jay. If you could, will you work completely from home? If I could? <gasps> Be careful what you say. You may hurt my feelings. Oh, of course I would want to do this show. But what, <laughs> no, I don't think I would want to do full time. Maybe like one or two days would be nice. But I want to get out, you know, sometimes. Right, exactly. That is so true. Uh, not only was it really hard to just hang out with nothing but pets during the pandemic, yeah. I didn't enjoy that at all. Um, you were at home, though, so you had family members that were around, but it was not enjoyable. But also, I go stir crazy in my house if I'm inside for too long. Uh, and so I yeah, didn't enjoy it. But mostly the reason I tell people that I don't enjoy working from home is actually technically related because I can't see Jay so we have a harder time communicating and then I don't have access to any of the equipment this is something that you may have heard me say before but I control my own microphone right so I turn my own mic on and off but not when I'm working from home so producer Jay has to do everything he has to turn the mic on and off Uh, he has to do everything he has to fire the audio he has to do all of the production and so for that reason I also feel like producers are doing more than their share of the work although you know we used to have a second producer Mm. and the host didn't actually used to do (laughs) any work that (laughs) would technically be a producer's job wouldn't that be nice yeah that's not the way that it is anymore now it's two of us doing the work of three and we kind of split it up (laughs) but as long as we don't blow anything up actually jay you uh cannot possibly blow anything up i could probably fry a comrex what do you think you think that'd be possible to fry a Comrex from here? Uh, I think it's possible. You did mention you were close to the fridge, so just make sure no, like, spillage <laughs> or juice or anything, coffee. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like I said, I'll get over it. I'll get comfortable. I just, I feel very odd and strange right now. But as you send me your guesses as to why I'm working from home, I'll share the story coming up. It was, it was a day. Oh, and I guess I could balance it out, though, by telling you the cupcake story, which I will do at some point because Jay's still waiting. He still has not heard the cupcake story. And so you all, along with producer Jay, are waiting to hear about my uh, weekend trip to Atlanta, which was, well, it was touch and go there for a while. We thought we might fall into a cupcake coma, but we avoided it. So we'll get to those stories coming up. It'll make me feel better if I can tell you some funny stories and share my if I, if I can commiserate if I can share my misery with you uh, but while we're talking about misery I don't know that anyone's going to feel miserable for the Houston Astros unless of course it's the Astros 
fan base, but we have just talked about this over the last week and a half. They are now in their seventh consecutive ALCS. The Rangers haven't been there since 2011, so there's a a major disparity there. So we're going to get to game two of the ALCS and then the opener of the NLCS. And the Phillies right now, Every now and then, I will hear Jay use the phrase "team of destiny" or something along those lines. I don't. I'm not a big believer in that. I think you minimize what the athletes and the teams do if you call it destiny, almost as though they just had to show up and everything else happened. This Phillies team has been through the ringer. We're talking about adversity. They've been through so much over the past, gosh, year, similar to to last year different arc right where they changed their manager in 22 and they had to climb out of a hole in the NL East just to make the wild card blah 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 not quite the same circumstances in 23 but they definitely were not living up to their potential and now it's all come together in a very powerful and potent and dare I say another adjective that I can identify with A loud, a loud way. This team is loud. In every sense of the word, the Phillies are loud. Their stadium is loud. Their fan base is loud. (laughs) Their bats are loud. Their demonstrations are loud. Their locker rooms. (laughs) Their locker room clubhouse celebrations are loud. They're just a loud team. And, And I mean that as a... Total compliment. They are bold. They are brash. And you know what stands out about the way they started the game on Monday evening? Did you see how they were jumping on the first pitches from Zach Gallon? They were just jumping on it. Uh, and so for that reason, I-, I say, like the Phillies, a lot of times we just have to go big, go bold, or go home because... Yeah, I mean, let's be like the Phillies and go all in. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, well, you go back the next day and you try it again. But they are unabashedly loud and they are having the best time. Loud with a lot of I love you hand signals. Or if you're Bryce Harper, happy birthday to Bryce Harper, uh, blowing out his 31 candles as he was rounding the bases again. So we're going to get to Major League Baseball to be sure. But we had to wrap up week six of the NFL season. And speaking of loud, uh, the Dallas Cowboys have a fan base that travels. The Dallas Cowboys, along with, say, let's mm, the Steelers, the Packers, uh, if if you have another. Well, what, Jay, what did we just hear from Dan Campbell this weekend that in Tampa, the Lions fans drowned out the Bucks fans, and at times he thought the Bucks offense might have to go to a silent count because it was so loud there. Detroit Lions fans cheering for their well, cheering for their defense, but against the Bucks offense, right? So, Lions the hype fans, train. yeah, exactly. Lions fans rode the hype train all the way, <laughs> all the way to uh, Tampa. And so they were able to make that a somewhat of a home field advantage. Well, I don't know if you guys heard how insanely loud it was uh, for the Cowboys in Los Angeles. Now, this is not a huge surprise because it's a brand new stadium. L.A. is a bit of a destination city. I would say more people now uh, are interested in 
going to Vegas, maybe Florida, a lot of times New Orleans, you'll hear. Um, so it's, yeah, it's not maybe as big a destination city as what uh, what we expect some of the other places. But still, L.A. is one of those places where you have the the component, especially at SoFi, because it's so big and there's so many tickets available, of fan bases that travel well making a lot of noise. All right, so... That was to be expected, but what I didn't expect is that it would be so loud with Cowboys fans that it would feel like a home field advantage. And I don't know how the Chargers, if you're the Chargers, you can feel like that was a home field. Sure, you have your locker rooms, you got to sleep in your own bed, but to hear the Cowboys fans to the point where at times you had... Uh, Mike McCarthy with his hands over his over his ears trying to communicate through the headset. I mean, it was loud. It was electric when Dallas was on defense or when Dallas did something well. So it took some getting used to. Now, if you're the Cowboys, obviously that's a huge boost. Um, but maybe it puts a little more pressure on, too, where these teams where their fans travel and they have expectations. I wonder if the Cowboys had played poorly, would we hear the fans booing? But they both te- both teams, Chargers and Cowboys, got off to a pretty impressive start offensively. It's third and goal at the one of Dallas. Chargers have it in the gun. The Charger quarterback, Herbert. Receiver of motion, shotgun snap, quick throw, far side on the goal line, falling down. Allen catches, belt high, touchdown. Inside the pylon, far side of the field. And the Chargers have struck first on a one-yard touchdown pass by Justin Herbert after a terrific punt return. Sets up their great field position. 6 nothing Chargers early in the first. Prescott is in the gun. Back on his right, they'll give it to Pollard, and he's going to be hit from me. Oh, he kept it. He's still going to run it up the middle. Touchdown. Oh, he faked me out. He did not fake out Jake Goldberg. He said, no, he's got it. What a great fake and an 18-yard run up the middle by Dak Prescott. <laughs> Brad Sham on Cowboys Radio. And before that, you hear the great Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. We like to mix up our calls. Uh, so, yeah, early on, you got to see what these two offenses could do. Now, it didn't stay that way. There were some near misses, but a theme that happened multiple times over the course of this game was Either team. I mean, it happened to the Cowboys in the first half where they got inside the red zone but were unable to capitalize on the opportunity. So Dallas had one of those those chances late in the first half. And then there was that weird I mean, I still am not exactly sure. Well, I know they explained it, but it wasn't explained well in the telecast where the Cowboys had the ball uh, on the last possession of the first half. And they were once again inside the red zone. And it appeared as though there were a timeout. And it seemed like with eight seconds to go, the Cowboys would have enough time to at least take a shot at the end zone. For whatever reason, Mike McCarthy chose not to do that. Oh, boy, did he get blasted on social media for that. Wowzers, if you were on Twitter seeing the chatter, even Troy Aikman on the broadcast indicated that that's not what he would have done. Um, But regardless, it was odd because, and I kept rewinding. I don't know if anybody else did this. The clock jumped from eight seconds, which is where they had stopped it, right, or where it had stopped, down to three seconds. And we thought there was a timeout at eight seconds, 
I kept going back to try to figure out where I missed a play. I couldn't find out what had happened to those other five seconds. And it really wasn't explained all that well. And so, yeah, whether or not poor clock management or just a decision that a lot of people didn't agree with, in the first half, the Cowboys had multiple opportunities inside the Chargers 15, and they only came away with three points, right? But then in the second half, it was the Chargers' turn to be in that situation. And for them, maybe even a little more frustrating because they got closer, right? They were closer to the goal line. Uh, First possession of the second half, they get all the way down to the seven and they can't complete a pass. They go for it on fourth and one. They come away with no points. So for... The game overall, I would say on both sides, you had missed opportunities for the Cowboys and the Chargers. Credit the defenses to be sure. Dak was under a bunch of pressure, and I thought he looked good, extending plays, moving around. Uh, When the pocket broke down, he was stepping through, stepping up. Even the touchdown for the Cowboys, as you heard, was him faking the handoff to Tony Pollard and then seeing the defender chase Pollard, and this cavernous lane opens up, and he just keeps the ball. So I thought Dak looked smart. He looked really engaged. He had good vision of the field. And often in the course of this game, he was running for his life or he was scampering away or he was sidestepping and he was trying to wait until he could see something open up downfield. So I thought he played smart football. Uh, Justin Herbert wasn't under nearly as much pressure until the end, but it did seem like at times um, that they got away from maybe using the run game as much as you would expect with an Austin Eckler. And it was just kind of chuck and duck football with Justin Herbert and some of his targets. And at times on some drives, there was success, but in other drives, not so much. They just weren't in sync. All of which left us with a tightly played game in the second half. So we'll get to that coming up so I can get to my break and not be completely Well, let's not completely blow up the show in the first hour. I know Jay would appreciate that. Uh, So on Twitter, A-Law Radio, on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. If you haven't yet voted for Monday MVP, you can do that. Maybe there are some candidates from the Cowboys that you want to write in. Either way, we'll reveal your choice for Monday MVP as we get through the show. Our phone number, 855-212-4227. You're cracking me up with some of your guesses uh, as to why I am working from home tonight. Not my favorite thing, but I'll suck it up and I'll stop complaining. Am I complaining? I don't think I'm complaining. Maybe I'm whining a little bit. Okay, I'll stop whining. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Good block in the backfield. Prescott left side of the end zone. Brandon Cooks caught it. Touchdown. Cooks calling everybody over to help with the celebration. That's the first Dallas Cowboys touchdown for Brandon Cooks. Snap. Fakes the handoff to Eckler. There's Everett. Call touchdown, Chargers. Herbert with his second touchdown toss of the game. And Gerald Everett with his first touchdown reception of the season. A perfect time for it. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It was a quieter third quarter, and I don't mean quieter in terms of the noise created by the fans at SoFi Stadium. No, quieter in terms of the action on the field. And so just three points in that third quarter, but it set us up for a pretty dynamic fourth quarter where the Cowboys go on a nearly five-minute, 75-yard march, and they're able to get into the end zone. Brandon Cooks with the touchdown. Man, that was a beautiful rainbow pass from Dak Prescott. On his back foot, he lofts it up in the air like he's shooting a jump shot, and it comes down into the arms of a streaking Brandon Cooks who is going right to left across the middle of the end zone amazing throw by Dak and a great connection with Brandon. Uh, Maybe you forgot that Brandon Cooks was a member of the Dallas Cowboys, but there he was. Uh, And so he hauls in that touchdown and the Cowboys have the lead. But then after, once again, another situation that took some analyzing and a lot of people weighing in to try to figure out what in the heck was going on. There is a Cowboys muffed punt, not by the punter or I'm sorry, not by the, the punt returner um, or even the guys who are around him, but another Dallas Cowboy who thought it was a loose ball, who thought that he needed to dive on it, who thought that it was, uh, you know, a ball that was up for grabs. He ends up touching it, but doesn't dive on it. I heard Mike Golick on Westwood One say, we're always taught that if you're going to dive for a ball, make sure you you secure it, right? Make sure you get the ball, you dive on the ball. Oops, I think the microphone just moved all by itself. That was very strange. Anyway, so it ultimately turns out to be an unconventional muffed punt, but still a Cowboys punt mistake, miscue, turnover that goes right back to the Chargers and gives them a short field and ultimately Herbert is able to find Gerald Everett for a one-yard touchdown that ties the game then at 17 with mid about the second half of the fourth quarter still to go midway through that fourth quarter. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Maybe for Cowboys fans, that next possession felt excruciating. Again, five minutes, 14 plays to go 54 yards. 14 plays to go 54 yards. It was 
meticulous, if nothing else. And while they didn't even, and here's the crazy part, they didn't even get into the red zone on that possession. Uh, They were able to get a Brandon Aubrey field goal from 39 yards that puts the Cowboys in front. So then once again, it's up to the Dallas defense. And it's worth noting that to this point, the Cowboys had no sacks. They weren't getting a ton of pressure on Herbert, though I would say at times they made him uncomfortable, but they weren't officially coming up with those hits or sacks in the stat sheet. But you know, stats don't always tell the story. Defensive plays in the red zone, those were huge. And once again, the Cowboys defense dialed it up. Second and two, Herbert back. Watch, hit, sack. <laughs> We had just, Micah Parsons got it, babe, and I were just talking during the break, and I said, I've no got sense. zero sacks for the Dallas Cowboys, and that's the first one. Third and 10 at the Charger 25, minute 32 in the game. Herbert back, pressure coming again, throws it out, intercepted. Gilmore jumped in at the Los Angeles 32, and you can credit the pressure for that one. With two minutes to go. Justin Herbert gets sacked for the first time officially in the game, and Micah had to have his primetime moment, of course. And that was a huge deal for the Cowboys defense. And, man, the place went wild. And then, ultimately, Stephon Gilmore seals it for the Cowboys. Uh, We had just talked on last night's show about Calais Campbell and the fact that he's 37 years old and he's been in the NFL since, what did I say, 2008. Uh, By the way, if you haven't seen how he celebrated his 100th career sack, I'll have to share that with you. Maybe some of you saw it. But Stephon Gilmore is another one of those graybeards who's been around for a long time. Now, he's not quite as old as Campbell. At 33 years old, though, it feels like he's been around forever. (laughs) And how many teams has he played for? And he just continues to come up with what feels like game-saving or game-changing moments. Brad Sham on the Cowboys Radio Network. Yeah, perfect timing. Where he says, there have been no sacks of Justin Herbert so far in this game. Well, the one guy who registered the one official sack at the perfect moment, he was, along with Mike McCarthy, addressing the Cowboys locker room after the win. Hey, I just got two quick things before I bring Mike up here. Hey, you got the bye week coming. Okay, everybody knows the schedule. Sure. Take care of your business tomorrow, please. Travel safe. Final C in there tomorrow in the meetings, okay? Enjoy the bye. You deserved it. You know, four in a row. To, you know, we'll get more into it when you get back, okay? Ooh, Last thing I got for you. Ordinary people with extraordinary beliefs do extraordinary things. Mm-hmm. Keep yeah. believing. Keep building this yeah. thing. Let's keep stacking. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, here you go. Mike, Mike, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, great win. That's how we make our mind up. That's how, hey, we dared to be great tonight. It wasn't perfect, but we can always get better. Hey, Cowboys on three. One, two, three. Cowboys. Hmm. Micah Parsons with the game ball. And if you haven't seen the video, it's on uh, Cowboys Twitter. He gets right into the, the camera or the, the phone, whoever is recording it. But I like what... Mike McCarthy had to say, I'm a sucker for these little motivational phrases. And he said, ordinary people with extraordinary beliefs do extraordinary things. So I'm wondering, for those of you who are Cowboys fans, do you have extraordinary beliefs about your team after this win? But remember, it comes on the heels of that 49ers debacle in which the defense was roasted. It seems like this team, yet again, has assumed it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde trajectory. And we had talked about it uh, with Randy Mueller, our resident GM, longtime NFL executive. And that is 
one of the things we talked about is that it seems like at times the Cowboys, they get up for those games that they're supposed to win, right? You see them, they look fantastic. They look like world beaters against teams that they match up really well with. But yet when it comes to the the teams that they have to go through to get to that next level, they often can look the complete opposite. And so do you have extraordinary belief in the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, Reminds me of a line from Pirates of the Caribbean. I know, whatever. But a lot of you quote movie lines. It's one of my favorites. No cause is lost if there is but one fool left to fight for it. (laughs) So in the case of the Dallas Cowboys, there are clearly a bunch of fools, quote unquote, that are willing to fight for it. And I believe in Mike McCarthy. I know not everybody does. Uh, Dak Prescott, he's seen a lot of criticism over the last week or so, rightfully so, because of the way that he played against the Niners. So we will hear from them, Mike McCarthy, as well as Dak, plus Is it the same with the Chargers? Brandon Staley's the coach. Justin Herbert, all this promise. So many people love the skills he brings to the table, and yet it does not seem to translate, at least not to this point. All right, you can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. You guys are cracking me up with your reasons why I am working from the after-hours super-secret home base tonight. Uh, Miss Producer Jay, certainly Miss Marco Belletti and his rants. Uh, because, you know, <laughs> that's my favorite part. And actually, many people, Marco, they love to hear you rant about things. Uh, so maybe we can get in a good, we can set you up for a good rant coming up next hour if you're up for it. I don't know if you're up for it. Uh, I'm always up for it. But who are these crazy people that actually enjoy this stuff? Uh, listeners. <laughs> listeners. Oh, and me. Me too. Yeah. Crazy people. I am working from home because I am in fact crazy, but I'll explain at some point. I'm waiting for all the guesses to come in. You got to get it out of your system. My favorite one so far is my car got repoed. That's on Facebook. And then the second one is that I'm in witness protection. In the course of 24 hours, they threw Mm. me into witness protection. Yes. (laughs) Mm. All right. Yeah, exactly. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Herbert on a third and ten. Shotgun snap, sets his feet, throws, intercepted. From bad to worse, game over. Intended for Quentin Johnston and picked off. We're a work in progress, and um, this was a tough night against a good team, good, good defensive unit. Um, but we, we definitely did not play well enough at the line of scrimmage, and uh, we have to improve. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. You hear Brandon Staley talk about the line of scrimmage, and they gave up one official sack, only a handful of hits, but it wasn't a great game for them to establish the run. The Cowboys definitely were able to stuff the run. Uh, Austin Eckler's longest run of the night was six yards. Uh, Herbert, Justin Herbert had a run. Gosh, uh, what did they come up like inches short of a first down on his longest run, which was nine yards. Um, but for the most part, nobody was able to get more than one or two yards on each rushing attempt. In fact, the average gain per rush for the Chargers wasn't even two and a half yards. Um, it was almost four for the Cowboys. So not a ton better, but certainly that helps you move the chains. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. The call there with Matt Smith on Chargers Radio. And coming up about a half hour from now, we will get the Chargers perspective. But am I the only one who's starting to wonder whether more changes are necessary with the Chargers? And it has nothing to do with me believing you know, that Brandon Staley can't coach, blah, blah, blah. But the combination so far has been one that has repeated a pattern with the Chargers. So they show promise. They show potential. (laughs) Such great potential. Uh, They have stars on both sides of the ball. We know that. I mean, this team, while they do have a couple of guys that are injured, Mike Williams being one of those, this team has got some pretty impressive individual players. We're talking about above average, in some cases elite, like Austin Eckler uh, last year. When he's healthy, for for all intents and purposes, he's one of the best running backs and most versatile running backs in the NFL. Justin Herbert, he's got all the tools to be an incredible quarterback. We see the arms shown off. Uh, we see the size and the athleticism. And yet still, the the combination of all of these various elements, I mean, defensive side of the ball too, they've got some really impressive pieces. Uh, I could go on and on and name a bunch, but you catch my drift. You understand what I'm saying. Individually, they've got some stars on both sides of the ball. And yet you put them together 
as a Chargers team, and it still seems to be the same result. And the whole idea of the Chargers being the Chargers or Chargering, which is awkward to say, but people use that as well. They just can't seem to break through. You go back to last year and the number of games they lost that were one possession games or single digit games. It's the same thing now that pattern being replicated to start this year. And then think about their playoff game and they intercept Trevor Lawrence. What would he have four interceptions in the first half of their playoff game last year, three or four? Gosh, you think it's something you'll never forget. And then the details get fuzzy. Either way, the Chargers had a humongous lead right before half of their playoff game and somehow end up losing to the Jaguars. We're not talking about some kind of a juggernaut team. That was a huge stepping stone for the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. The Chargers continually hit a glass ceiling and fall short, fall flat, or even worse, they show great potential and they flame out. And it doesn't seem to be any different this season or last season. And while I do not advocate for constant change, you know that I say in sports, constant change equals constant losing. So you're changing your GMs, you're changing your coaches, you're changing the coordinators and the voices. I mean, Kellen Moore's been added this year. It was kind of fun to see him and, and uh, think about the dynamic there facing his former offense and and what strategy went into that. Um, But also they continue to run into the same issues and run into the same problems that we've seen for this franchise for a long time. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Okay, so I want to take it back just a little bit. Um, You all are sending me your guesses as to why I'm working from the super secret home base tonight. And yes, they are amusing. Most of them. But for some reason, I don't know if this is a guy thing. I'm going to assume it's not all guy thing. It's just this one particular guy, Paul, who guesses on Facebook, it's because I'm pregnant. Right. Because women haven't been going to work in the office or leaving the home to go to work when pregnant for centuries that makes zero sense whatsoever (laughs) but you know I guess uh, couldn't expect all of the answers or the guesses to be intelligent so on Twitter a law radio also on our Facebook page (laughs) I will definitely I will definitely get you uh, the answer and get you the story coming up Uh, and then again we will go ahead and we will uh, get to the Chargers perspective but for Justin Herbert I know it's frustrating Um, it's Again, he's got all of the tools, but it's been one of those mixes where you see the flashes, but you don't ever see the full potential. And for him tonight, that interception at the end, that was tough. The one sack, the one interception, but that's how little the margin for error is when it comes to the Chargers. They've got a really good front seven. Um, you know, I thought our offensive line battled and they did a great job up front. Um, you know, unfortunately, we fell short. It didn't go our way um, on the ground today. And, um, you know, I, I think it's just a testament to how good they played. And, um, you know, I think we can do a lot better on offense. And um, especially at quarterback, I, I can play a lot better. So, um, you know, I, I thought the defense came up with some big stops today, held them when we needed them to. So it's on us as an offense. So the question is there for Justin Herbert. But, of course, there are also questions for the Cowboys. And we, there's a bazillion questions I could throw out there about the Dallas Cowboys, of course. Um, but in Mike McCarthy's forced fourth year, he's taken over play calling. And he and Dak Prescott, at times, have shown 
major steps forward. I feel like Dak, as I talked about with Randy Mueller last week, as I've talked about on the show before, it it's really a head scratcher because at times he looks like he is an elite quarterback. And you could see tonight the athleticism, the intelligence, the ability to extend plays. Um, he has these heads-up moments where he adjusts to what the defense is throwing at him. You can see the veteran leadership, and, and that's unquestioned. In his locker room, the Cowboys look at him as their leader. He's got all the intangibles, but he also can look like a rookie QB at times with some of the mistakes that he makes, and that certainly was evident or underscored against the Niners last week. Um, And with Mike McCarthy, the two of them both have a ton on the line, right? This is, I don't want to say a make-or-break season because there's money involved and you just never know how – Jerry Jones and his family will make decisions, but there's a lot of pressure always on the Dallas Cowboys. And this year, because of the buildup, because of the expectations, because of the desire to to break through and go farther than they did last year in the divisional round of the playoffs and to capitalize on this window with the, the potential they've got, especially with the defense, it definitely does turn up the heat. I think this is, you know, part of the definition of a complimentary football team. You know, the offense picks up for the defense, defense picks up for the, you know, for the offense and special teams all the way around. So, I mean, there's plays that need to be made, especially down the stretch. Um, and, and, and it was, um, you know, I mean, it, it, was, it was a bumpy game out there. I mean, there's uh, about 20, 21 penalties called, a lot of back and forth, you know, a lot of resetting your jaw and just keep fighting. And um, and I thought, our, I thought our men did a really good job there. It's huge for us to get to four and two. Um, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But uh, as I talked about our message throughout these days, we're moving forward and, and running our race, honestly. Um, you've got to show up week in and week out in this league. If you look back at this past weekend, obviously that shows you that. Obviously, as it gets latter latter part of the year, it'll show a playoff picture. But we've got to focus on getting better, peaking at the right time, uh, being the best versions of ourselves every week that we show up um, and just continuing to make strides of, of getting better. It is always a process. It, it definitely doesn't come together in week six. And so I actually thought it was kind of interesting that he mentioned playoffs. But, and, and now he was projecting because he what he was saying is we're not talking about it right now. But the Cowboys needed this win to keep pace with the Eagles in the NFC East. Obviously, they just lost a game. So the two of them are separated by just the one game again with the commanders breathing down their neck. So had the Cowboys lost, they would have the same record as the commanders in the East or I don't know if we can call it an NFC beast yet. So, yeah, no one's talking playoffs, but these are the steps. These are the games you have to win to be able to keep yourself in position. They still have a bunch of games inside their division that they have to play. Can they find consistency or will they continue to be Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde and drive their fans completely nuts? All right. On Twitter, A-Law Radio on our Facebook page, too. From the super secret home base, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.